Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Apps. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama incorporation cast. Just say fan cast. Just say fan cast. It's fine. I, I know. Over the past couple episodes, I've been like, oh no, i got to be creative with this. I already have well, to make a metaphor later on. Well, I mean, here's the thing. You don't have to be creative with it. You... you, you <laughs> Uh, let's let's just take a moment here. That's not like an ongoing trend of a thing you do. You do it occasionally. Yeah, but I did it for like a couple episodes in a row, and then I was like, oh no, do I do this now? <laughs> I've started something. You know, we've been doing this for years now, and it's it's a thing you do on special occasions. If you break it out all the time, it's not, not special anymore. <laughs> you know, I forgot to use up all of my creativity on those metaphors. Yeah, no, Those metaphors at the end of the episode really take a yeah. lot of thought. Yeah, I'll, see, I'll take time on those metaphors. Uh... <laughs> So yeah, welcome to Mystery uh, Outsiders and Abs. I am Kevin Weir. And I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. And Riverdale is... Look, Aaron, life comes at you hard. And sometimes... Or fast, I guess. Life comes at you hard and fast. Life comes at you fast. And sometimes Riverdale is life. So by the tragic properties of things coming at you, Riverdale comes at you fast. And sometimes you watch an episode, and then you have to stop and go, wait, What? <laughs> What did I watch? So, we, last episode was all set up. Like, it was setting up for things that are about to come. This episode is continuing to set up. But boy, is it setting up weird things. And were there some cards that were set up last episode? And now this episode, the players forgot <laughs> they had those cards, and so they dealt themselves some new cards? Yep. Yeah, things... <laughs> things are getting weird in our little town of Riverdale. Weirder than you could have imagined considering the last episode <laughs> that town had dogs. Which, yeah. by the way, this episode, no dogs. Yeah, I, I really just wanted to just be like, every time they do a... They, I would say a salvaging shot. There's no salvaging shots in this show. But they are outside a lot in this episode. Yeah, I would love if just in the background, just dogs running by. Yeah. Just, now this town has dogs. <laughs> when he told us, there are dogs. Is, <laughs> they, looked, they looked sadly behind them and said, yeah, there's wild dogs now. They said rabbit dogs, but rabbit dogs, that's wild dogs. That's what what they mean. They're outside dogs. (laughs) This town's got a lot of outside people. (laughs) That's true. Presumably, it it has... Here's the thing. Last episode, Riverdale was huge. Yeah? This episode, Riverdale's tiny. I have a question now. Now that we've said this. Yeah. So everyone moved out of town. Only the people who are stubborn and poor stayed. Yes. So why are people living on the street in Sketch Alley? Why have they not just moved into the homes that I presume were abandoned by those who left? Well, I mean, the thing you get there is you get the whole idea of um, there's there actually are just too many houses for the people and they can't legally move in. And you, you think you see more squatters? Is, That's the thing yeah. that I learned from Rent. Technically, you're squatters. There's hope. <laughs> yeah. The... It, it, like I'm, I'm willing to give them that because there is a lot of behind the scene thing, behind the scenes and real world things in there with like, like, like someone owns those houses even if no one lives in them. So they, really, what it comes down to is I'm surprised that we did not see more squatting. The only people we see like in a house that's sketchy, they technically are renting that house. They do pay rent we, for their slum house. We are not seeing. The people who are, like Jughead did, who are definitely should be squatting in all those... And instead, they're staying in, in Sketch Alley. They, they're not even staying in the El Royale. No, they <laughs> did that for a time and then stopped for reasons unknown. Yeah, we, <laughs> we'll get into this episode, but just just going off of that logic there right now, we know there's no police presence in this city. Homeless people just go into houses 
You don't have to live in Sketch Alley. No, no, no one has to live in Sketch Alley. No, get, let's let the dogs have Sketch Alley. You just go live in people's houses. I guess the benefit of Sketch Alley is you can have a fire outside. You can have a fire inside. <laughs> they got be houses with fireplaces. That's true. The the it's it's funny because they set up this idea that there's all these um, homeless people in town, which is not funny. But it's funny there's all these homeless people in town who are who are like, well, yeah, but I don't want to break the law. Like, also, why like, are these people homeless? <laughs> What happened to their homes? I, <laughs> I, yeah, like, so I guess they were kicked out of their homes because they couldn't do the, the payments, but then we also know there's no law enforcement in this town. And so... So just go back into to your... Your homes. Look, pe- look, people, commit crimes. No one will stop you. Hiram this, is committing <laughs> crimes everywhere. I am watching Riverdale shouting at people, commit crimes. Why? Why is Veronica not a jewel thief? Why are these people not breaking into homes? Well, we're going to have to figure out why. We're going to have to do that by getting into the episode. Because this is Riverdale, Season 5, Episode 4, The Homecoming. The Homecoming. Which means it was the home. This should be called the home came. <laughs> Though, as Jughead explains to us, you can't go home again. And then he summarizes everything that happened in the town again. We don't need to do that. You all remember. He does summarize each of the things that happened in his friend's lives, including <laughs> Veronica, who got married. Yeah, he goes around and he's like, oh, I'm a famous author. And uh, Archie bet- was in a war. Archie, yeah. <laughs> I think the exact phrase is Archie was in a war. Betty's an FBI agent. Veronica got married. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you know what? Diminishing returns, yeah, I guess, is what we're right. going to do there. Good work, Jughead. Uh, Archie will, in the scene, also just tell everybody about, like, what's it? He also radiates what's going on in this town. And then he clarifies for us, in case we couldn't quite get why he called all his friends into town. <laughs> he wants to save Riverdale. He said that last episode. And he says it again. He says it again. Is Tony there? Uh, no, because Jughead doesn't give her a summary. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to figure out, did she, It was she in this scene, or did she vanish? I think. I think she vanished, because we cut right from this to the two pairs. Walking the streets. For Yeah, for some reason, they paired off this way. So Jughead and Betty are, like, talking, and we get some... Some weirdness where Jughead, I assume, left Betty a drunken vo- voicemail <laughs> on the day of his book launch, being like, never talk to me again. <laughs> He's like, why did you reach out? He's like, well, you called me on your book launch, which I guess was, um, unless if you launched while he was at Ohio. Which but is he was a part po- of New York's new Rat Pack. Okay, so the, so let's then, say it was three years ago this happened. Yeah, like he he had just he just graduated from Iowa, maybe? Maybe it was Iowa. I think it was Iowa. I think it was Iowa, because I think Toledo, Ohio is yes, there. Yes, so yeah. definitely Iowa. Yes, yeah, so it was Iowa. Uh he left her a drunken message just being like, Betty, I lived in your house and then I didn't live in your house. I'm sorry I let your house burn down. <laughs> your power bill was so expensive after I left all the lights on and just left. <laughs> I hear they rebuilt your house, but it's not the house that it was before. Is it still across the street or is it next door? I don't know. I'm part of the rat pack. I wrote a book, Betty, and I'm doing well in my life now that I moved out of your house. I'm having sex with so many blonde women, you don't even know. And Betty was like, huh. <laughs> well, 
Yes, I'm moving on. Interesting. Yeah, so the thing is, like, this is kind of what we want. We wanted, except for we wanted the breakup to actually happen during the seven-year break. Yeah. We wanted them to come in and be, like, kind of explaining what's sort of happening there. This is how they there. fell apart. Instead, so, yeah, he, he, sa- he says it wasn't his intention for her not to call him back, but apparently the only communication they had in seven years... Was that one phone was call. Was that one phone call, and it wasn't really communication. It was very one-sided. So... So Meanwhile, after the retirement party, they're gonna go their ways. All right, yeah, because Pop Tate's retirement party because he's not dead. <laughs> so Archie and Veronica also have a walk down the street where they're walking to is unknown. I, yeah, here's the thing: I don't get why these people paired up because Betty and Archie are going across the street. Oh, he's in no, the Archie's El Royale. The El Royale. But but is the El Royale near? The five no the Pembroke. I thought the El Royale was uh, by the docks. I thought the El Royale was by Sketch Alley. I thought Sketch Alley faced El Royale. Yeah, it's in a warehouse, but also it's a gym. It doesn't matter. Uh, so- anyway, Archie is with Veronica, and she talks about her marriage, and he talks about his war. <laughs> and, and Veronica is so awkward by this. Just goes. Archie, you should have slept with so many people. He's like, I was in war. Who am I going to sleep with, Veronica? I was in war. <laughs> Duncan with his pillowy lips. I mean, I love Duncan, uh, but. <laughs> I love Duncan and I'll cuddle with him all the time, but it's not true love. And also that other guy who's definitely coming to town sometime later this season. <laughs> yeah. God, I can't remember his name. Johnson? Corporal Johnson? Something like maybe? that. Well, the problem is that we've also been introduced to Chadwick and Glenn and I Yes, Jen. <laughs> yeah, and also uh, Cora. And Cora. It's a lot of characters. And Tabitha, so many characters. Yeah, but Tabitha's actually in town, so I care about Tabitha. <sighs> so, yeah, Veronica says she's trying to make herself be- feel better, trying to convince Archie to sleep with someone. Great work, Veronica. Um, Alice is at home. She lives in the house that is next to or across the street from the gargoyle den yeah you can see it from and they, they will uh, equivalent later that you couldn't you can see it from betty's yeah because betty will look into yeah. it a lot and now the home life of betty elizabeth cooper has gotten weird so alice <laughs> cannot handle two <laughs> eight could, to ten year olds she comes in and, is, and betty's like hey i'm home and she goes shh the twins are finally down. And I'm like, they're like nine. Yeah, if you can't get your nine-year-olds to go to sleep, that's their problem. They're nine. <laughs> yeah, like, you're not putting them down for naps. If they're nine, year, nine years old, you're like, hey, go to bed. And they're like, no. And you're like, do it. And they're like, okay. And like, okay, grandma. <laughs> and maybe they're not in it. Maybe they're maybe they're awake in their room reading Animorphs. <laughs> that's, that's what no- nine-year-olds do. Yeah, that's what nine-year-olds do. They have grade three tomorrow. Yeah. You don't have to be Stop like. Stop treating them like they're babies. Yeah, you don't have to be like, shh, don't wake them up. And they will. We, we will do, see them later. We do see them. But they keep on talking about them in a way you would talk about a toddler. Like, oh, the twins are playing upstairs. I'm like, I guess you would talk about nine year olds that way. But when I was referring to like any. Like, my cousins who were younger, I'd be like, oh, no, yeah, they're upstairs. Yeah, the kids are playing. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't see the play. I'd just like, oh, yeah, no, they're they're over yeah. there. You don't know. You don't care what they're doing. They're nine. They're fending for themselves now. They could be reading books. They could be coloring. They could be doing anything. They're nine. Now, Polly isn't there yet. She's oh. off working. Yeah, she's at work. She's mm-hmm. a waitress. Mm-hmm. 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 So we get some strain right off the bat, I guess. I th- They might be portraying Alice as drunk. Is drinking it's like hard. we do see her drinking wine later, but 
I mean, we've seen Hermione drink much the, more wine than Alice. The only reason I gave it that is because they give, like, a specific shot to her pouring out wine. And it felt very similar to how Kirsten... Yeah. They would do, like... Oh, she's drinking, but we put very specific focus on the fact that she's drinking. I just don't understand why Alice, Alice Cooper, who raised two daughters very firm-handedly, <laughs> cannot handle these two eight-year-olds. Well, I guess Hal did most of it. <laughs> oh, great. It, and then like elsewhere, Alice is just like perfectly fine. She's the she's very competent in any of the school board stuff. She's never seemed like she's dropping the ball there. I don't know what her personification is. But we will not dwell on that. Instead, Veronica will go to her ghost house at the Pembroke. <laughs> yeah, and it's Archie covered be, in sheets. Archie will be in the El Royale. Yeah. And Jughead will be in his bunker. <laughs> Jughead will be in debt. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That is Jughead's storyline. Uh, and then, for reasons unknown, Kevin Keller helps Betty tear down the FBI <laughs> site, which they definitely just left exactly oh, yeah. the same for seven years. To the point that Betty, like... That she finds record the recordings, the secret recordings her brother took, and never one. She's like, "Oh my god, he recorded!" And I'm like, "You know, you that. know that he had bugs. What? Why? That's how you figured out that he was the bad." Like, because... I guess I, I guess she just assumed he was listening to it live, but I wouldn't assume that. I would assume you were you had a recording device recording us, and she's like, "He kept files on each of us." Yeah, Betty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You so literally after they arrested Charles, nobody came to this place. No, because Charles turned himself in. No yeah. one wanted to follow up on his confession. Yeah, none of the FBI decided they wanted to collect evidence. This what? is all evidence. Yeah, this is. And why is Kevin allowed to help with this? He's a drama teacher. <laughs> I, I wish I could say that goes up anywhere. They they they're they're really pulling up this whole thing to try to pull at Betty's. Um, heartstrings by having them play when like family pass. Yeah, they they play the tape when she thought Polly was like prank calling them, where she called back and was just like real mean to her. In Betty's defense, that was a rough time, and she was, and they thought it was Polly because it was coming from that place. In Betty's defense, she should be meaner to Polly because <laughs> Polly has done a lot of really awful things yeah. to Betty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While this is going on, Veronica goes to meet with her father because she wants back in on the family business, but she doesn't actually want back in on the family business. What she really wants is... Uh, I'm not clear what she wants in this scene, yeah, honestly. Yeah, she says that she wants to buy a weekend home but, in Riverdale. But that feels like taunting, and, right? Yeah. I, I don't know what her real purpose is. I know what her fake purpose is, was like go in there and be like, oh, I'm thinking of, of moving to uh, getting a summer home in Riverdale. And then he's like, well, you should buy a summer home in Sodale. Which, the, the, what we get a lot out of a lot of the scene is like, what you call world building stuff, but none of it makes sense. To that, Veronica says, oh, your place for bougie mobsters? And I'm like, that's who's going to live in so, Sodale? I guess part of me is kind of like, okay. I guess if only mobsters live in Sodale, I kind of get why it can be yeah. next to Detroit. Yeah, you're making you're making rich mobster town. I don't think that's a great, there's a viable like business. And thing. I don't really know why you're doing it. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, is it a front? How do you have a neighborhood that's a unless if he's doing another drug den and is like, oh yeah, secret drug labs beneath Sodale. Oh my god, there's secret drug labs beneath Sodale. There's definitely secret drug labs. Oh Sodale. no, we cracked the oh, code. Oh no, they're just doing it again. <sighs> um. <laughs> Hiram also goes on this whole 
spiel about how Tony Topaz bought the Bonnui yeah, from him. He sold the Bonnui, and Veronica is like, "What? Without you, you sold the Bonnui without telling me? I'm like, no, you you gave you, it to Pop Tate. Yeah, you gave Pops what?" So she only gave him Pop Tate. Yeah, but kept the Bonnui, which exists below Pop Tate's, and you have to enter through Pop Tate's to Hermosa, who gave it back to Hiram? Because Hermosa took the business, I guess, the rum the, business. Back to Miami. I, why did, but, why did anyone did, do anything last episode, they did, two episodes ago? They did nothing to Hiram. Hiram was not affected by any of their stupid plotting. So, basically, they just wile and jile at each other. Yeah. Uh, Jughead is going to take some time to try to get a job. He needs to He needs to make some extra money. So, he's like, hey, Tony, can I work here? And she's like, absolutely not. Every single serpent hates you. Yeah. So, I actually thought this would be a, th- a thing that we might see m- more of sometimes. But I know if it came up, I'd also bug them about it being so similar to House uh, Haunted Hill. <laughs> uh, by the fact that he did write all of their stories into a book. Although he tries to be like, no, that book's about the Snake Boys. Well, yeah, no, what, I mean, what he's doing there is the Vipers. Yeah. He's, like, he's like, no one will make a connection between the Vipers and uh, the... The Serpents. <laughs> and I think they were like, oh, no, they would never know like, when the, 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 the things are like, what, soft teeth? <laughs> like, yeah, you guys have dumb names. I, whatever dumb... You think you got to figure out because of dumb names? And two, the Serpents didn't exist. Yeah. It was a defunct gang when he wrote that book. So really, he wasn't actually... Yeah. He could have said the serpents and that would have been fine because you guys did not exist. Apparently, well, I guess their ch- other chapters did. But the Riverdale serpents, we know for... The Southside serpents, we know for a fact, stopped existing when Jughead left town. Because because uh, Sweet Pea says... I stayed here and held down the fort. And when Tony came back, we restarted the serpents. And then she says, they made me serpent queen. <laughs> yeah, because I was the one who started the serpents. So you guys don't get to be be upset at him for writing something that did not like, well, I mean, they can be upset with him, but they're, but they're doing it from the, from, the, from the idea of like, you turned your back on the serpents. You used us as a, I'm like, okay, but the serpents. Didn't exist. And like everyone knew what kind of book Jughead was I writing. I think it's a weird threat where it's like, you don't have many friends in this town, Jones. And he seems to have plenty of friends in this town other than these three people. And even Tony is willing to <laughs> hang out in the same room as him. Yeah. You don't have many friends in this town, Jones. Anyway, uh, you're going to have like a like, like a gin? A gin? Yeah, I'll get you gin. Yeah, I'll pour you a gin. It's yeah, fine. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great to see you, by the way. You don't have many friends in this town. <laughs> So while Jughead is looking for a job, Archie is over at the high school also telling Weatherby that he's starting the ROOTC because the army told him to. Yeah, and boy, let's kick this off with apparently next Monday, so between seven and... (laughs) And three days. Three days, they don't know if the school is going to open. That is way too soon to make that decision. Yeah, they definitely should have made that a long time ago. But, but it turns out their budget has been super cut by Hiram, so they can't even afford to pay teachers? Yeah. Let's just roll through this real quick, Aaron. Is this how funding of public schools works? No. Yeah, the answer is no. Um, 
yes, obviously funding does come from municipal levels, but it also comes from state and it comes from federal and it comes from the school district. And there are single school districts that exist out there. But it's unlikely that Riverdale is one of those, considering it's, only seven, eight years ago, they were able to collapse Southside High and Riverdale High into one. Yeah. The other thing is they keep on coming up with this thing where it's like, oh, no, the budget got cut. They'll say that the the um, the sheriff's budget was cut. Everything's budget was cut. But where? Where is the money going? If you are going to do a corrupt government f- funneling money somewhere, the money has to go somewhere. Because it doesn't seem like Sodale is part of Riverdale. Yeah, so you can't funnel the money from one town yeah. into a different town. Yeah, it would be too way too obvious at the levels of people who would have who would notice those things to just be like oh we cut the budget because now we're just not spending the money and we know for a fact that Hiram does not have the power or the money to pay off every level of government yeah we talk, we 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 just dis- we discussed this we're trying to figure out this stuff out and one thing we came to is that like so they're in New York Let's be clear. They've got to be in the state of New York. This episode specifically, they clarified that the city everyone keeps talking about (laughs) is New York. York. People commute from Riverdale to New York. So potentially that's across state lines. Potentially it is. But they're in the New York area. If 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 the governor he had access to that he had that much control over was the governor of New York. Someone's going to notice what's going on. And he could do better things. Like, this great evil plan he's doing is too big for the level he's at, but too small if he had any more, like, power. (laughs) So, anyway, I guess somehow Hiram, as the mayor of a town, has figured out the way to siphon all of the money from all of those funding levels. Yeah, and just have it disappear. And no one's noticed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously the town has noticed, but like no one in the county is. Oh, again to that. So the school, so the school board is going to be meeting up like in the next couple of days to decide if they're going to shut down the school. So now we have a meeting between uh, Tony and Alice because she's on this board, and, and Kevin. Kevin's there, and Weatherby's there, and Archie's there. <laughs> Alice has this thing where she looks at where they're talking about how um, how fraud it is. It's like Kevin, how many te- classes do you teach? And he says five, and the classes he teaches are drama. And debate, which are connected which in most schools. I would say are connected, yeah. Like, lots of schools, the drama teacher would teach debate. Yeah. He also teaches biology. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a little, little, that's, a little, that's a little bit off there. You probably have some sort of... Science background. Yeah. He also teaches gym, which I would say aligns <laughs> with drama, but... I, yeah, I could see that. It's actually, like, in the size and of the And then he school... also teaches sex ed, which <laughs> is, is a... a part of gym or a part of biology. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to make any big sweeping changes to school systems here. I don't think... Jim and sex ed should be the kind of thing. I think biology should be. But the thing be. is, Jim and health are often the same. That's true. And yes. sex ed is definitely a part of health. Yeah. Um, so, so, I mean, yeah, you teach a lot of classes, but Kevin, like, but your school is small enough. Their that, school only has 100 students. So, like, he, there's no way he could have a course load filled with just drama. There aren't enough kids in that town. Yeah, so they're deciding whether or not to shut down the school and the, they're they're very clear the only reason that's shutting down is because lack of money, not because lack of students. They still have enough students, really, to fill a school. Mm-hmm. Like, 100 kids is not a lot, but it's enough yeah, between I've, four grades. It's got it's got to be less than they used to have, I, that's for 20, sure. That's 25 kids per grade if there's 100 students. Yeah, but that's I mean, not an, we've seen there's... But they probably only had, like, 50 kids per grade before. Eh, maybe. maybe 100. Um 
so there so it's it's all it's all money based they have the money to do it they they keep on saying their teachers have been again poached to go to stonewall and that's just because the teachers probably here don't have because there's no money aren't getting paid yeah so so it's all money based it's all money based yeah Come, goes back to me for some reason tony is in charge of this charge to save the school because <laughs> she's the guidance counselor weatherby should be in charge of but yeah. that's neither here nor there so they need to prove to the board that the school has resources so they're coming up with a plan well this is going on jughead goes on search for another job yeah he hangs out and pops he's got some writer's block then he's like hey tabitha maybe i can work here yeah and she's like no, stop being a moocher. Also, you have to pay for your food. Oh, yeah. She <laughs> she says, saying they're using our Wi-Fi. Number one, he's not using your, your internet. He's on a word processor. Yeah, but. but. You know, he's taking up a table, though. There's a terrible. lot of empty tables. Um, But she does say that's like, and, you know, you got to pay for your coffee, your food. And I know my dad ran things differently. I'm like, oh, God, Pops is a bad business owner. That's how he, he keeps losing he his keep, business. So like, oh, my God, he did lose it twice. He he lost it to Hiram once, and then he lost it to Hiram again because he doesn't charge people for food because he's a sweet old man. Oh, Pop who deserves Pete. the world. <sighs> Hiram, uh, well, I guess is going on upstairs. Hiram smoozes his way downstairs to uh, kind of bug Tony and kind of kind of bribe her. Essentially, yeah, essentially, he is willing to offer all 100 students who go to Riverdale High a s- fully paid scholarships to Stonewall. Yeah. So that she will shut down her school and he can send money somewhere. <laughs> that, here's the thing. That plan makes more sense. And also, Tony, it's not your decision if those students don't take. You're not all their parents. And, like, wouldn't you want your students to get the best quality education possible? Well, no. I mean, like, yeah, I got this whole thing. Yeah, Stonewall is evil because the, the, that's where he is. But why is Hiram going to Tony? Like, if, the, if Hiram's plan is to shut down the school, this is a good way of doing it. If you were able to... Just have them have no student base? Yeah. The yeah. school shuts down. So maybe Hiram should stop being so lazy and go do the legwork to see each parent individually. <laughs> yeah. Tony is not... <laughs> that's not Tony's decision. She's you not weird- the parent of these children. You weirdo. Now, he does offer her the position of guidance counselor at Stonewall, which is her decision. Yes, and she says no. Which, yeah. Yep, yeah, fine. Cool. That is, it's the entire first half that I'm like, Hiram, your plan is insane and dumb. <laughs> you know how Hiram is. He only wants to threaten people who know his daughter. <laughs> that's true. Uh, Archie is... Hanging out with in Betty's room, looking at his house across the street or next door. Oh man, ghoulies! I hate those ghoulies so much. (laughs) It's enough. He seems to need binoculars, but he gets real close up, so he could still be next door. He he decides that he's like you know he has his whole I'm going to save the town thing, but if necessary, he's just going to go building to building and beat people up. (laughs) He's just going to punch all the bad guys out of town. And then Betty is like, "Well, I work for the FBI. I could definitely do this." I'm like, "No." Betty, because you work for the FBI, you should not do this. Yeah, don't get involved. If you were just a random person who was like, yeah, I want to protect my town, I'm like, cool, vigilante stuff, sure, sure, sure. But you are an <laughs> FBI trainee. Which you means can- you're a representative of the Bureau. You can't walk in there flaunting as if you have the the power of the FBI. And, you know, we will see a raid later, yeah. and she will wear her <laughs> FBI jacket in, to that raid. In her defense... That seemed to be how Charles operated. So maybe that's how the FBI works in the world of Riverdale. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> and he's like, Archie's also has done a raid. He's done a the raid before. It's true. Yeah. But he's not going to do that yet. First, he's going to go see Keller and be like, hey, Sheriff Keller, can you kick the ghoulies out of my house? Now we learn more things because he says he can't. He's the only sheriff. He's the only police. He's the only person, no support staff, the only person who works for the county. So how did Hiram, <laughs> the mayor of a town, do this? It, with, once again, without anyone being like, what do you mean an entire county in New York State has, has one, one sheriff. sheriff? Has one employee. John Oliver didn't do a, a video about that. <laughs> Kevin, why isn't Hiram the governor? It's been seven years. If, Couldn't he become a corrupt governor? If he was the governor, I would I would at least say the things he, the, the things he's doing... Would be in his purview. Yeah, I was I was going to say makes sense. Like, no, it doesn't. No. Are feasible. Like, why he's doing it is still unknown. Yeah. And he could have done things where, like, oh, he, he was able, he took money away from Riverdale and he could give it to another town because he's governor. But. <laughs> but as the mayor of a town, he shut down the sheriff department for a county. Yeah. And apparently now, if you want, like, things dealt with. He has a private security force that operates out of Sodale. And is run by Reggie. Which means he has a mercenary group acting on American soil. Like, maybe they could protect Sodale, because that's the area that he owns, and he but can... what? This entire county but is he, supposed to he... call this mercenary group? <laughs> but he can't, he can't be like, oh yeah, these are the people, this private security group that I own is in charge of law enforcement for the county the county are we insane could someone out there be like no actually this is all things that have ha- in in 1987 in tennessee they because here's the thing guys we're not american and we know that our country is markedly different than theirs in laws and also in structure and, and i know things about like well-regulated militia and stuff like that but is this is this so Archie does not ask the questions that we ask. <laughs> no, instead he's like, "Well, here's well, I, you know, Reggie's in charge of that. I'll figure out what to do with that. But what I need you to do is get all that riot gear out. <laughs> all your Kevlar vests. They're for Archie now. Uh, we're going in, and then <laughs> Chef Keller's like, mm. he gives him this weird nod where he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, you watched that rock movie, Walking Tall, didn't you?" Ah, I- I'm here for that. I'm so bored, Archie. <laughs> Archie knows, Dad. It's all it's all paperwork of nothing. Is these <laughs> these papers are blank? <laughs> I'm watching Netflix on my phone under the table as I'm talking to you. Sometimes I just write my name on a paper just to save time in case I have to fill it in in the future. You seen Bridgerton? I'm really enjoying Bridgerton. So, um, while this is going on, I guess Veronica also has a storyline. Continue. She, uh, okay, she's, I don't know why she does anything in any scene. I mean, I know why, but like, I don't know what motivates her. Because in this scene, she is just zoomed up. Trudy. Tr- Trudy. Who apparently has been begging Veronica to be a sports agent. In Los Angeles. In Los Angeles. Because I guess Veronica can just do anything. And people be like, oh yeah, please Veronica, please be a sports agent here. Veronica got that B-com from Bernard. And people are like, whoo, that one undergraduate credential? I think she can do anything with that. she has a business degree. A B-com is a business degree. Business communications oh not bachelor communications no. <laughs> ah, that's dumb um <laughs> so 
she's like, yeah, no, totally. I'll go down to L.A. And then next thing she's doing is she's flying a ticket to go to L.A. But, oh on Zoom God. again. <laughs> well, it's 2027. Everyone Zooms all the time except for Archie that and is true. That is... Archie and Betty and Jughead. <laughs> it's true. It's 2027. Uh, so she tries to buy a ticket to fly, but oh, no. Her cards have been canceled. What? Her American Excess credit card. <laughs> American excess. Yep. American excess. Yep. <laughs> That's a bad name for a credit card and a dumb name for a fake credit card. Oh my god, this is such a mystery, but don't worry. Chad's going to get it worked out in three days. <laughs> yep, yep. Chad yep, has yep. clearly done froze this. the cl- credit cards. Clear- clearly that's what he's done. <laughs> I forgot. I was going to ask mom about this, if she could just shut down credit cards, because she's... It- yeah, like we learn later, it's a it's a joint account. So like, couldn't Veronica then go and open it back up? Like, he he had to have announced it as stolen. Yeah. Like, oh, I think my cards are stolen. Which then they do just shut him down, and until you get a new card. Yeah. And but Veronica could also request a new card to be sent to Riverdale. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, like <laughs> she's not as powerless as they seem to want her. Like this episode, they want her to be. She's powerless. She's got. She's she's got nothing. But that's not the Veronica we know would ever get herself in this position. And like, she's got a real bad prenup if she's powerless. <laughs> yeah. So while this is going on, Smithers comes in and he's like, "Ah, Veronica, someone's stalking you." Oh yeah, there's been a car with tinted windows sitting outside. This hotel for two days. And Veronica's like, hmm, time for me to find an old friend. Oh, God. My blonde wig. Yeah. Well, sh- we should clarify. She does say that it's either her dad or Chadwick, and then just decides it's Chadwick, even though that's the one that makes the least sense. Yeah. Chad doesn't even know her dad. He doesn't even know that she has a family history of stalking. Yeah, I, it's unclear. Like, it, uh, I I just think it's like, like I don't believe this is a thing Chad would do because it's not a thing we've shown Chad. We've only known him for one episode. And so far, he seems a little bit controlling, but yeah. controlling from a place of care. This is a million and one percent a thing <laughs> that Hiram does. So Veronica wears her wig and she goes to a pawn shop in Riverdale. The, the, it's got like deer uh, skulls on the walls, and and also really wants to buy a Glamourge egg. No, and a sell pearl glamour. necklace. She's selling them. No, they want to buy them. Oh, sorry. The way you said it made it sound like she's she going goes to... to a pawn shop in Riverdale that has these things, and also <laughs> really wants to buy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Yeah, this there's no way this pawn shop. They, Wait, she, who do they think they're gonna sell these items to? Yeah, she she's gonna crack out a glamourge egg and a pearl necklace, and they're gonna be like, "We're not. What? No. What are we gonna do with these? Who, who are we gonna sell this to? This is gonna be sitting in inventory forever." Yeah, I guess the idea is they're gonna take them and then just turn them around, right around and sell them like in to New Hiram? York. No, I'm thinking like like is that what she's thinking? I that mean, they the would... city's so close. The city's so close, uh, but. No, they take them for thirty thousand. They just have thirty thousand dollars in cash on hand. But you know what? She doesn't need that whole thirty thousand dollars. She needs to spend a little <laughs> bit of that cash she just got on a a gun. Yeah, she wants she, to get. She, she wants to get a fancy ladylike revolver, and he's like, "Boom, dirty Harry." I mean, Veronica. Just because you're a lady doesn't mean you need a lady gun. Well, but Veronica needs a lady gun. That's the thing. Speaking of guns, Betty has a nightmare about yeah. a gun. Well, uh, no, no, she has a nightmare about the trash bag killer. And she she has, has a gun. A gun. <laughs> she doesn't have a nightmare where a gun's chasing her down a hallway. 
wrote, she has a nightmare and a gun, <laughs> which is accurate. And, and here's the thing. She's allowed to have a gun. She's, uh, she's an, FBI, an FBI agent. An FBI agent. I mean, she's an FBI trainee, but they're allowed guns. And she hears a lot of weird noises in her house, and she has a family to protect. Yeah. There's two toddlers and or eight-year-olds in this house. <laughs> There's two children between the ages of one and ten. <laughs> <laughs> and they're both the same age, but they're somewhere between the ages of one and ten. But it's not an intruder. No, it's... It is a very... I can't think of a nice adjective to describe Polly. Polly's Polly's got some of that trash flair. <laughs> She's looking a little white trashy. Her uh, bright pink bra is on the outside of her clothes. <laughs> Just like, not all I of mean, it, but... <laughs> yeah, she... <laughs> But she, a lot of it is showing. She's got a shirt that is low cut, but looks like it wasn't meant to be low cut. And her bra is higher cut than her shirt. She's got a high cut bra and a low cut shirt. Uh, she's She's got some smeary makeup. Uh, but and she, Betty wants to make her some tea. Yeah. And getting more weird tension for Betty, Betty decides this is her moment to apologize about things. You know, how Betty... Got into university and then got into FBI and took those opportunities. Yeah, yeah. Well, she also, she does cap, not cap it off, begin it by being like, I'm sorry that I'll, she, she calls it a prank phone call. It was a prank phone call. You thought you were, Polly was threatening you, so you threatened her back. Because you were getting a threatening phone call from the mental institution that she was in. And it's reasonable considering the past year of your guys' life together. And... After she does this, Polly, like, so Polly's big thing here is that Betty left. She left her and her mother behind. Like, no, Polly, you got your mother into a cult and tried to steal your sister's organs. Yeah, Polly, why don't you apologize to Betty? Yeah, in this scene, Polly kind of, like, accepts the apology. like, it's... It's okay, Betty. I'm just glad you're here now. I'm like, now, Polly, don't you have something you would like to say? Remember how you actively took part in manipulating your sister while she was on drugs and tried to convince her to join a cult? Yeah, she, yeah, yeah, she, she was, that was something that Polly did not know if people in the audience forget. Polly was the one pretending to be Betty in the drug scene and making her think that she's a serial killer who killed her cat. Yeah. Yeah. So, Polly, do you have something to apologize for? <laughs> at, no, at no point, Polly, in your deprogramming, your time in the middle hospital, do they talk about, maybe you should approach the people that you have damaged with your actions and seek to, you know, reconnect with them on their grounds. Also, I know she had the tangerine tr- trigger in her head, and that was what made her kill Bettys, but, like... She did try to kill some Bettys. Well, yeah, I think she she tried to stab one Betty. Yeah, yeah, which was not our Betty, but still, it was a Betty. Uh, so in the morning, uh, it's we're still with them. Uh, Polly's off waitressing. Again, yeah, and you know. Alice is full of chaos. And but really, what it comes down is that Tony has come in, and the registrar, which is owned by Hiram, but Alice does not work there anymore, I guess. No, because Alice was on TV. That's true. And she got fired from TV she... because Betty <laughs> cheated on Quiz Bowl. Yeah. Well, <laughs> because if Betty didn't cheat, she, didn't she just threw away the cheating. I don't know what it, I can't remember that. I cannot remember that subplot. <laughs> I do not care. Um, but Alice has just been unemployed for... What, I don't know what Alice has been Maybe doing. Maybe that's why Alice is chaos. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> the registrar has written a... Uh, article being like, uh, guidance counselor at Riverdale owns a seedy, sketchy bar. I'm like, doesn't everyone know? Does anyone who lives in Riverdale care? Because it's <laughs> the sense we get about Riverdale is 
only the people who are too proud yeah. or too poor to leave live there. Yeah, what por- who's clutching their pearls at this? Alice. The, the people in Sketch Alley just being like, oh, man, I can't believe that woman who who's, who we get drinks from at the bar is also a guidance counselor at, at high school. I know I wouldn't send my kids there. Oh, I went to that high school and I saw her and I also saw her at the White Worm, but I thought it was twins. <laughs> I thought they were just two pregnant twins. <laughs> You know what this town's like? Twins. Uh, so many twins. <laughs> anyway, we should run. The dogs are coming. Like, who cares? <laughs> Who's this sway? Yeah, what is this? <laughs> anyway, they are worried to sway someone. The, the, specifically, they're worried that it will sway the members of the school board. Who I presume are people who live in Riverdale? <laughs> yeah. So you're telling me the only people who say to Riverdale are people who are too poor, too proud, or on the school board. We have a short scene where Jughead tries to write and then Archie calls and is like, hey, I got a great gift for Pops, but maybe you can write the speech that yeah. says goodbye. Yeah, setting up Jughead's story. Uh, Archie now is going to begin his plan, which first involves him ha- like essentially luring Reggie to the drug house. He basically uses Reggie to get a tour of the drug house because he's like, yeah. Reggie, let's go into this house and look for drugs. I'm yeah. the landlord and there's drugs there and I don't want drugs in my house that I landlord. I'm not sure if that's actually what he went... Th- oh, he did say there were drugs there, but I'm yeah. not sure if he went, went, went in with, I'm the landlord. Well, it's his house. That's why they go there. His mom's house. <laughs> anyway, they can't find those drugs. Can I just say, also, I know that there's no drugs, but those tenants have also been spray-painting on the walls. Like, I, what kind of tenant... Like yeah, if, if, I, I if, feel like Molly Ringwald Andrews could evict them for like not respecting the home. Yeah, like like I know she is a, a lawyer. Yeah, I know there's a big thing about you know landlords, and you obviously don't want landlords to be able to evict people too easily. But like this, like they have actively destroyed that house. Also, there's way too many people living. There's in that way house. too many people living there. Like if you wanted to find a legal reason. And the only reason they can't do it is because this town has no law enforcement. But it feels like at a certain point. You could, like, that would draw attention to it. But, like, isn't there a landlord tenancy board that I guess is statewide or something? Well, it feels like it's so important you go to, like, the New York Superior Court and be like, yo, I'm trying to evict these people who've destroyed my destroyed my house. But there's no cops in the town. And they'll and be like, what did you just say? Wait, you said there's no cops in the well, town? Well, there's one cop, but the rest is a private security force owned by the mayor of the town. And they're based in a town next, next to the town next that to... he has created. Yeah. So what it's is a... <laughs> happening in southern New York? That sounds like an invading army. <laughs> so, um, Reggie can do nothing, but he does think, you know, Archie yeah. should just, you know, just <laughs> let it be. Yeah. Just let it be. Uh, no, Archie does see Polly here, which will set off other stuff. Let me, let me get a bunch of, like, weird scene, like, Jughead, it, like, talks Pops, he... They're, like, the, debriefing about their memories of the town. Well, he's supposed to write the, um, the retirement thing there. Um, and then the debt collectors come in, and Tabitha, like, you know... Like, lies for lies, Jughead. Lies Jughead. And he gets a job, because they feel bad for him. But you know what, um, they never say, which they should? <laughs> yeah. Jughead Jones is the name of a person. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, we're looking here for Jughead Jones. How much have just been like, that's not a real name you just said. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way he's got to go Jughead Jones. Just completely sidetrack them with, no, no, tell me another joke. Tell me another one. Are, are you also looking for Bucket Feet McGillicuddy? 
Now, um, Pops tries to offer Jughead money yeah. for his debt. Because Pops is a sweet old man who deserves the world, but also is very bad with money. However, the only number that this show has given us is that Jughead owns $9,000. Like, Which, was, to be fair, $9,000 is a lot of money. I think it was like 9700 but, but it's not that much money. Ah, uh, I think it's a lot of money. It's a lot, but it's not. Well, but the thing is, like, it's supposed to be indica- indicative of a lot of other stuff. And I and I, th- I really think that is only his the amount he owes to that specific credit card. I was going to say, like, maybe I've watched too many white-collar crime shows, but I'm like, excuse me, come back here when you owe $100,000. Yes, I think when you, when, you're, when you watch something like Pretty Little Liars or <laughs> anything where the people are wildly wealthy, then yeah, the money has to be skewed up there. I mean, where's Jimmy Cooper stealing ten? Nine thousand dollars. If Jimmy Cooper owed he's in nine... Newport. <laughs> if Jimmy Cooper owed owed someone nine thousand dollars, they'd be like, eh. yeah, because he's in Newport. <laughs> <laughs> Jughead lived in Alphabet City. He right. was a character in Rent. Right. <laughs> yeah, or Sesame Street. <laughs> so Veronica takes her money and her gun from the pawn shop to go try to buy a car from oh, Reggie. She doesn't do it with the gun. I no, mean, that the gun would be fun. Oh, Reggie, let me buy a car. He's like, why did you start with the gun? <laughs> That's weird. Reggie will not sell her a car because he wants, because I'm going to assume somehow. Hiram said hi- Veronica might want to buy a car. Yeah, I guess Veronica wanted to buy a car so she could drive to L.A., because she's not trapped in Riverdale. She got there somehow. I mean, if she has $30,000 in cash, why can't she just buy a plane ticket at the airport? <laughs> I, I, Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, maybe they'd be weirded out that she did it in cash, but that still seems like they can't. I don't think they can stop you. I don't think they can. Yeah. And, you know, she, you know. Anyway. Um, Reggie says, no, I shall not buy you a car. Go talk to your father. Oh, speaking of Hiram, it's time to learn about Hiram's secret plan. Because well, Archie and the um, others commiserate over the fact that more teachers have left, Tony has had some of her serpents break into... She has her girls, which I think are her serpents. I, I would assume so. Because yeah. otherwise they're her high school students. <laughs> I got some of the students to break into Hiram's office. And it turns out he's a secret plan he's going to do at the school board meeting. He's going to hold a vote to unincorporate the town. Now, listen here, audience. Me and Aaron spent hours. So much research. Looking into the incorporation and unincorporation of towns. And this makes no damn sense. We cannot fathom what he is trying to achieve they, other than to piss people <laughs> off. They explain. When, when Archie's like, what, is un- what does it mean to unincorporate towns? So they're like, it means Riverdale won't exist anymore. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. The town of Riverdale won't exist anymore. Which means, what does Hiram get out of that? Which also means Hiram will no longer have power over these people. But on the other hand, Riverdale would all would become now the pro- now the property or the responsibility of the county and the state. They they don't get left in no man's land where nobody takes care of them anymore. They would probably actually get more help. So they become not under his power. Yeah. And he no longer gets the money that was supposed to go to Riverdale to siphon into Sodale. So assuming, assuming that Hi- this is Hiram's capstone, that he has gotten all the money he wants to get out of Riverdale. And now he just wants to tear the town down so it no longer exists. 
okay, then what? Then Sodale, which still does this, this that's how we know it's another town, by yes, the way. Yes, because it still exists. Because it still exists. It's going to absorb Riverdale into Sodale. But why would you do it that way around? And here's a fun <laughs> thing I found out about being unincorporated land in Canada. If you're unincorporated and you're like an unincorporated township, yep. you can get loans. So they could get a loan to rebuild their fire station. Yeah. Like part of the problems in Canada, um, in Calgary, we had like Shepherd was unincorporated land and yeah. they incorporated into Calgary. But while they were doing that, they were building their community center and their community center didn't finish being built before they incorporated and they couldn't get the loan they needed to finish building it. So it just sat there unbuilt oh, no. for like years. And that's why one of our um, aldermen ran for town council because he was like, I got to. Yeah. The. <sighs> The, the the idea of unincorporating also doesn't make sense for the fact that this town feels like it's a lot like it's large. Like when you look at an unincorporated unincorporated town, usually it's because they're financially insolvent and they get absorbed by another town, um, or they are so small that it's like we like having a municipal decision doesn't make for us. They're mm. really rural, like we're talking about farmstead rural. Yeah, yeah, and they and. Obviously, those towns exist. Um, Tina Turner was from Nutbush, which is like 280 people in 2000. But there's something we know that Riverdale High has 100 students. So there's a, yeah, so there's at least 100 students, which means there's at least double that teachers or uh, parents. Parents. And that's only students who are high school age. Yeah. So We know there's a lot of young adults who don't have kids in this town. I thought this town was at least like 10,000 people, yeah, right? Yeah, it's too small to yeah. – or it's too big to unincorporate. And there's unincorporated communities existing within towns, and that's that's a real weird thing. There's things where it's like there's a village that exists within a town, but like, the ta- like they're part of the town. So while the town does like manage them, they are not incorporated in the town. It's real weird. That's definitely not what Riverdale is doing. <laughs> but but we can't dwell on this just yet because first Archie has to do his raid. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I, I don't know. I think he does a raid. It's yeah. pretty cool. There's a one shot. It's uh, it's them all fighting. They... Archie has his baseball bat, which is his go to weapon. Yeah, yeah. And they they beat up all the the ghoulies, which I guess means. They do find drugs as well. And then they throw them out of that house, and I guess the ghoulies are going to go over to Sketch Alley. The It is interesting that they're also there at the end of this. I think it's Kevin or Jughead finds the drugs. Like, Betty, you think there's enough here? And, like, Kevin, like, Sheriff Killer's right next to you. He should be the one taking yeah. the fall. Like, not the fall, but, like, this was my plan. This is his jurisdiction. Because if the FBI did an unsanctioned raid... <laughs> I guess it's sanctioned because Sheriff Keller said it was okay. No, but the FBI didn't. If they're doing, oh, Betty did this raid. She's a trainee at the FBI who did an unsanctioned raid. You need Keller to say, no, 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 no. I did the raid. This was a this was a sheriff raid. All these people were deputized. Um, Betty follows this up by calling Polly's work to be like, ah, oh, I need to get my work schedule. And they're like, Polly, you haven't worked here for 29 years. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, she died 20 and not years ago. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Veronica's going to head over to her dad and, oh my god, take a scene where she's trying to very subtly... She says she shot up the tires of the truck, of the car outside, which, at this point, god, I hope that was Chadwick's or 
or uh, Hiram's, and not just somebody who was staying in that hotel for and hasn't come into their car in two days. But she explains to her dad that she's an alpha, and that intimidates Chad. So he's been stalking her and shutting down her credit cards. <laughs> a lot of assumptions here. This is a lot of assumptions. Um, so, but she, she can't handle him. Like she essentially admits that she can't handle him. Yeah. So she says to her dad, "Okay, look." Fine, take your people, go show him. She hires her dad to go hire people to beat up her husband. Which, Veronica, if you want people to beat up your husband, you gotta hire them. Yeah. Yeah, Veronica. If you're gonna be an alpha, then you need to hire your own beater-uppers. Alpha, com- <laughs> alpha, Veronica, commit crimes. <laughs> so, because so, what she's gonna do, is she's, she says, like, nothing, try not to be too draconian, which means they're gonna go there, they're gonna beat up her husband, she's gonna see his face, she's gonna go, oh my god, I didn't think this would happen. I thought you would just, you know, kick his ankles a bit. And for the first time, I agree with the Hiram, because he's like, no, Veronica, if you want this dealt with, deal with it yourself. Like, oh. <laughs> However, he follows that up by being like, I told you no non-lodge could ever understand you. I'm, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that, like, his um, metaphors got crossed there. <laughs> I sure hope that, so. That he, that he was like, all right, I'm going to make a point about the fact that for some reason I don't like Chadwick, I but guess. I think he just doesn't like Chad because he wasn't <laughs> invited to the wedding. I, yeah, or he doesn't like Chad because Chad's not in the mafia. Hard to say. Yeah, um... But then he, but then his mind goes. Oh yeah, and also, um, say make sure she's very clear that you don't, you're not, not going to do this. Oh yeah, and also, no, go do it yourself. So I like it's and also tell her that lodges are the most important people in the world. Yeah. Oh, I said something weird. Ah, <laughs> oh, oh, dang, Veronica, can you leave and come back in? Let's let's try this again. Let's take take it from the top. I I think I can do this right. I can do this right. So Polly does not want to go to. Uh... Pop Tate's retirement party. Yeah. And Betty's like, maybe because you just want to do drugs because I know you don't have a job. Yep. And this is where Polly has her big blow up about like, well, you left. What was I supposed to do? You left. So of course I had to go do drugs. I don't know, Polly. You are, you are, you are four years younger than maybe. Yeah. (laughs) You are much younger than me. Polly, you're an adult where everything that happened to you, Polly... (laughs) You did yourself. Except for Jason's death. You have to take responsibility over your own life and not blame Betty for it, Polly. And the worst thing is everybody else will blame Betty for it as well. Alice. Alice, when Paul, when Polly, like, you know, she's, she storms out after this. Alice yeah. is like, remember, this is your fault, Betty. I'm like, Alice, you, were you undercover in a cult or not? Because it really seems like you weren't. <laughs> Alice. You've always won Betty to achieve a lot, and now that she's done it. This this has just proven to me that that Alice is absolute trash, because she doesn't want her daughters to succeed. She wants to control her daughters. Mm-hmm. She likes Polly, because Polly's easy to control, because Polly will never leave Riverdale, because Polly's in destitute times. And she would love to brag about Betty's accomplishments, but... But she wants Betty to be there. She wants to be like, oh yes, Betty's so accomplished because I... Look, look at her in this town where I'm in the the, the the mother of Betty Cooper and said she's someone who's off in Quantico. <laughs> so while this is going on, Jughead gets a phone call from his mm-hmm. agent. His agent's like, where's those papers? And then Jughead sends his agent the retirement <laughs> speech that he wrote for yeah, Pop Tate. He just looks at the thing, the only thing he has on his computer and goes, uh... He does some quick, like, changing of format. He's like, here, <laughs> I'll send you this. And he's clearly sending it being like... Because his agent said, not what people want. His agent said, give him something. You gotta yeah. give him something. He's like, okay, fine. Even I wrote if, this. Even if they say, uh, you gotta work on that, dude. That's not... 
It's not what we're looking it's not for. What we're looking for. Uh, we have the scene that I think everybody uh, have maybe Everyone have heard about. about. Uh, Archie and Betty are doing some cleaning up, and they clean up so sexy. That they're going to order pizza, but instead they got a shower <laughs> yeah, they, together. Look, I'm going to just say the notes that I have written down. They bang it out. And you know what? I liked it. Well, they set it up. Veronica said, Archie, you, you got to have, go- have sex with someone. And and Betty is very frustrated. She yeah. needs some release. And after and after it's done, they like talk and it's like, they... I, I I'm actually be fine if they don't continue this this anywhere to a romance. I like the fact that like they were two people who um who had like weird close calls in high school and now they're sexy twenty five year olds and they're like you want to bang it out? You know what? I don't even care if they keep hooking up this season as long as it's just like <laughs> you want to bang it out. We're we're full grown adults who can handle this. Hey, we just did another raid. Raids are <laughs> exhausting. Shower sex and pizza. They will. I will say Betty will never at any point consider Glenn. So, like, at this point, it seems Glenn, once again, is not her boyfriend. Glenn just wants to be her boyfriend. Betty's like, okay, well, sometimes. I don't know. Uh, we're, we, we go we go hurry this up. We go through the retirement. Oh, my God. So Archie gives Pop Tate a letterman's jacket, and Pop Tate reveals that he never graduated high school because he had to take over his dad's business. Yeah. He, they, they do this thing. He was a soldier pop. Pop mirrors Archie so much. But they will never bond over that. <laughs> like, it seems like Pop in season four should have stepped up as a father figure for Archie Andrews, considering the amazing parallels between them. And, you know, he does care so much about his kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're, we have a, a scene that I wasn't expecting. Cheryl eventually arrives at the uh, retirement party and her and Tony just sort of talk. So Tony would like Cheryl to fund Riverdale High. Yeah, so the so the plan is they're going to take Riverdale High and turn it into a private school. Cheryl feels she cannot fund Riverdale High because she is either too busy or spending too much money on her house. Yeah. It's unclear. Yeah. What the truth is, what she actually eventually gets to, is that if it, even if it starts out as a good thing, eventually it'll turn bad because that's what happens with everything that I touch. Like, where did you want to help this town? Like, your number one goal was for the Blossoms to be the saviors of Riverdale, so do a thing that will make you a savior, Cheryl. But her thing is like, no, even if I do try to save Riverdale, like, what happened in those seven years? She started painting, and then Nana Rose was like, hey, maybe in seven years when you're a good enough painter. She's just trying to do it for, like, mental health reasons. And then Nana (laughs) was like, ah, you could be a forger, ah. So Cheryl ends the scene by being like, even if I do fund a private school, who are the teachers even going to be? At which point... I horrified realized, oh my god, they're just going to do Community Season 6. And so, the show delivers immediately. Archie talks his friends. Maybe Season 5? I don't remember. The last one. Yeah. He talks his friends into breaking into Riverdale High so he can ask them to be teachers. And this is a real loss to viewers across America and Canada and all the other countries because they don't say what these people are going to teach. Yeah. And that's what I want. Okay. Uh, Jughead English and other things, I assume. Yeah. Um, Betty Crime. <laughs> and science? And sci- sci- Ooh, forensic science. Yes. Yes. Veronica, math, because math is business. <laughs> Veronica's class is just called Veronica. 
and and all of her teachers like no no you just just do something and then it will just work out just yell at people until they get on board well but what if something's hard what do you mean something's hard no things aren't hard Think, just yell at them yeah just do things and then you will succeed what what do you mean like like well yeah but it's like like, like i have I, I find that uh, as much as you know, I, I work through I work through life, and I'm trying to. Oh, wait, wait, wait! You said work in there. Don't do that. No, just, just use your wiles and giles. Yeah, just go on. Just go out there, and you'll succeed at whatever you go. Just you all got entry to Harvard, right? <laughs> um, and Archie's going to teach gym. Yeah, Archie's going to teach punching, <laughs> motivational speeches, motivational punching. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they're going to be the teachers, which brings us to. The school board meeting. Tony gives a speech, and she actually gives a great speech about how equity is really important in education, and it's not appropriate for all kids to go to a private school. Yeah. Everyone needs equal access to education. So their plan, as Tony says here, is that they're going to turn Riverdale into a private school with no tuition, so we can make the calls of who uh, who gets to be in the school, I and guess. Then she, and then... Hiram's like, who are the teachers? And she's like, I don't know. Perhaps an army private. An FBI. Sergeant. He's a sergeant. Yes. <laughs> an FBI agent. A Wall Street broker. Businesswoman. And- no, she describes her in the most generic terms ever. Businesswoman. And a published writer. Yeah. Uh, and also, it's all going to be funded by Cheryl Blossom. And Hiram's like, okay, whatever. You guys can do whatever you want at your school. Hey, who wants to dissolve the town? <laughs> oh, yeah. So they explained the reason why he didn't tell anyone he was going to do this vote was so he could surprise everyone. But, like, you can't surprise people with the in- unincorporation of a town. So they will vote on this with their hands. Yeah, and whatever. And that's a real shorthand. Yeah. I just, like... <laughs> The entire town isn't here. Doesn't everyone have to vote on this? Yeah, not it, like seven people in our main characters. It's, yeah, it's like twenty-four people in a church. <laughs> like when and we all, saw when we saw the still, we thought it was Pop Tate's retirement party. Well and, well, and then it is the school board sitting up on the on the like on the stage. This is a school board meeting. I, I if I was in this town, I was like, I would be furious. I'm, I'm like. Not- I'm not going to the school board meeting. I don't have kids. Yeah, I don't have children. I'm going to the school board meeting. Then I learned that at the school board meeting, they, they held a vote. To unincorporate my town? What do you... What... This, this, how... There's no way Hiram gets out of that with anybody, like... Once again, I'm contacting, like, <laughs> the governor. Yeah, so what they say is that he either paid off enough people or frightened enough people that they'll all vote to unincorporate the town. I don't see that as a possibility they want Hiram to be so infinitely powerful and yet why is he unincorporating what does he get out of this because he's mad at Veronica so he's doing things that will make her friends sad yes that's what I wanted to bring up in the scene between Veronica and her dad he he goes back to the to the fact that she that he called her a or she called him a dog Hiram for seven years, has been fuming and <laughs> stewing inside himself because his 17-year-old daughter was mean to him and wouldn't bring him a first aid kit. He walked home. He could have walked to the kitchen where done the it. first aid kit is. Yeah, but she was vaguely mean to him and wouldn't get him a first aid kit. So, so he, he destroyed <laughs> a town. So he spent seven years letting the rage build up inside him what the hell he's the worst super villain so 
he moves forward, and they just unincorporate the town. It's yeah. it's done. And as Jughead says, well, now the town doesn't exist, but life goes on. I'm like, yeah, because you still live in the state. Yeah, guess what? You still have government support and funding. In fact, you have more power now, you dumbos. Yeah, you, you, Riverdale could be could be public again because you definitely are going to get – because I have to imagine what Hiram was doing was just lying to the state saying, no, no, we don't need that much funding. They could probably reincorporate. Yeah, just they, – they know lawyers. Just get lawyers, reincorporate. Now Hiram isn't in charge. Now he has no power. Yeah, Hiram – Oh my god, what's going to happen next episode? Is just, Hiram has no control over anything anymore. If if his weird, like, army from Sodale tries to enforce crimes They're in Riverdale... They're force. That's domestic terrorism. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> you can't just... That, that, that is an unauthorized militia. <laughs> you can't do... But our Jughead doesn't have time to think about this because as he clears tables at Pop Tates, he gets a phone call from his agent, Sam, and it turns out the publishers loved that. They love that retirement speech. Oh, boy. They're like, oh, yeah, sad old man in a town. I hope this is we get more Pop Tates then. And Jughead's like, I definitely can't write a story about my town again. Oh, no. It makes people so mad. Oh, jeez. And I'm like, cool, cool. I'm kind of weirded out we're not getting any more of Cora and the fact that he has her full manuscript. Also, Jughead, maybe just be a better writer and change more details. <laughs> yeah, just be better. Uh, Ver- uh, Alice is... Drinking wine. Drinking wine. This is, I think she may be day drunk because she mostly just like... Polly isn't here, Betty. It's and your it, fault. It's your fault. She isn't around. And we I, s- I don't know why I turned her into the Emperor from Star Wars. <laughs> we do see the twins this time. They are tan and they- have red hair. Yeah, uh, man, those Blossom jeans are goddamn armor penetrating. Also, uh, Veronica is doing stuff. Yeah. So, <laughs> so apparently, she zooms her husband. Yeah, apparently when Hiram was like, do it yourself, it, Veronica won't. She won't hire thugs. No, no. She lets other people hire thugs. Instead. She's going to use her words. The yeah. thug words. So she calls up Chad and is like, yo, Chad, I, I make most of the money anyways. Like, I got to stay in Riverdale because I'm a teacher Which, now. Which may or may not be true, honestly. I don't know. I mean, apparently she was very good at Wall Street. He can't freeze we, their joint accounts. No, but the problem is the only person we hear that from is Veronica. True. Veronica's the only one who ever says, I was good at She calls herself the she-wolf of Wall Street. Again in this scene. And then she tells Chad that if he does not unfreeze the, the accounts, she is going to meet him on the trading floor and embarrass him by how good she is at Wall Street. She's going to take him in the streets stock-broking fight where she's going to walk into the trading floor. Well, I don't know. Here comes the boom plays. And everyone's going to be like, oh, that's Veronica. And she's going to walk in there going, buy, sell, sell that, buy that, buy Whoa, that. hi. <laughs> stock stuff. Dogecoin? You know these things. Everyone's like, oh, my God, she's so good at this. GameStop. Oh, my God. She, oh, my God. She's saying so many things I understand about stocks. She's so good at stocks. You don't, What? she's gonna gonna go in there and be a really aggressive day trader but here's the thing chad's scared of aggressive day traders because he gives in yeah he does say does this mean we're done and she doesn't answer so and it's like but here's the thing at this point like whether or not they're divorced i don't care about she was already just going to go to la and she was already going to divorce him anyway it has nothing to do with it they're just The, the accident changed them the thing is before chadwick even did this whole like freezing her cards thing um 
even before he did this whole freezing his car, this cars thing, she was already just going to move to L.A. Yeah, she was already done with him. So yeah. his actions don't matter. Yeah, like at this point, it doesn't matter what he did. It doesn't matter what anything is. She's already made her decision. I don't care about anything else. Well, you know, we don't linger on this scene, thank God. Meanwhile, Archie drinks some beer in his house and texts Betty being like, I liked having sex and I like that you helped me clean my house. (laughs) And finally, we get some interaction between Archie and Jughead. You know, best friends. I... I miss when we read when I read that um other pilot of Riverdale and they actually f- seemed like best friends like Archie learned how to do sign language for so, Jughead so he could communicate with Jughead and now they're just like sort of like weird passing ships in the night but now now they're roomies now they're roomies because Jughead's like I'm not gonna live in my weird bunker that has Wi-Fi I'm gonna live in your house <laughs> that has Wi-Fi and has two bedrooms yeah yeah God I hope they sleep in the same bedroom. I I, I <laughs> like, Arch, Arch just like sleeps on the floor. Yeah, yeah, just like no, you can't stay in there. That's that's my that's my mom's my my, my, my mom's room. It's my like, mom you're... my mom might come back sometimes, Jughead. <laughs> we got to keep a room for her in Arch, case she wants to visit. Archie, you're 25. Can I please not sleep on the floor of your room? <laughs> no, she might come back. She's gonna help us reincorporate the town. Do you have sex in the shower, Jughead? No, <laughs> but everyone who stays in my house, I have sex in the shower. <laughs> J- Betty, Veronica, Veronica. <laughs> I assume my mom and her girlfriend, although now that I said that, I'm really sorry I said it. <laughs> I was, I was going to go for Mad Dog, but, or, but you know, I guess also that. Let's move on. Betty so, tries to call Polly to get to apologize because everything is Betty's fault. Because Betty's the worst. Everything is Betty's fault every season. Yeah, yeah. Alice, Alice is back on the I Hate Betty train. Uh, God, she's going to be so pissed because Polly is running down the street from Ghost truck from skeleton truck. I hope Polly's dead. I hate her. (laughs) Cut it. Aaron. Yes, Kevin. this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where Logic just, you know, had to deal with a real emotional problem with their significant other and decided instead to make their daddy handle it? (laughs) Good. I did. And I choose the fact that Veronica does, in fact, Zoom everyone. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I know it's 2027. I think we are really into video calls like i know when i talk to our mom when she's babysitting um our niece Mm -hmm. she always wants to duo me so i can see riley yeah so i think people will be leaning on that more but veronica's the only character who video calls and it's not her calling your friend it's not her calling chadwick she's not seeing a baby it's her calling the travel agent to buy tickets to L.A. I'm almost okay with her doing it with Trudy because that's like kind of like an interview. Yes, yeah, well, I mean, Trudy's also her friend. Yeah, yeah. But the travel agent, I don't know Riverdale. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. Also, like the Zoom scenes are sh- at least one of them. I thought I saw there was two cameras on it, and then chat like. It's been and a like, while since I've, since I've used a speaker view in Zoom, but, like, the Chadwick's view is just Chadwick and a smaller camera of Chadwick and no Veronica on the screen. Oh, well, Veronica h- hid the view of her own face. Okay. Because she's too vain. Oh, 
well, no, if that's the case, then she should always have herself spotlighted and Chadwick's a little <laughs> tiny thing. I would have loved that. that would have been so if good. Veronica had the, the big thing and all we, the like, time. We see her actively do it. Yeah. She pressed the button, spotlight self. And hold on a second. Spotlight. Spotlight Veronica head. for all participants. She always, does web, she always does webinars. She doesn't do She doesn't do Zoom meetings. She does webinars. <laughs> so people have to communicate with her through a Q&A. Yeah. Yeah, maybe if they're if they're lucky, she'll put him up as a panelist. But, but we'll see. Well, we'll see, Chad. What give you deserve that? <laughs> Kevin, did you find a CW moment? Um, uh, here's the thing. I kind of want to do it, even though I know it's going to be obviously a MacGuffin for later, or a thing to explain later. But it's Veronica buying the gun, and then we never see it in the episode. I can't believe they didn't show her shooting out the tires. Like, did she just lie to her dad I, about that? I thought at the very least we would see it at some point, like, in her hand. Or when she bought it. We we do not see the gun that she mentions. And I specifically chose this because it's so small. Because, like... Is she her? She's like, and also, I want to buy a gun. And then later, she shoots out. If she just appears like a couple episodes later and has a gun, and she didn't buy it earlier, I just seem like, oh, Veronica has a gun. Yeah, why wouldn't Veronica have a gun? She's I, <laughs> a mafia girl. Yeah, like they didn't have to set up that she has a gun. We we I assumed she would have a firearm somewhere if you want her to be criminal girl. I can only assume that she didn't shoot shoot out those tires, which Hiram knows because it was his car. <laughs> like, why wouldn't they show that? I don't know. I mean, I'm fine with kind of that. This this episode's already pretty packed full of a lot of stuff. Um, I am almost wondering if, it, except for the Chadwick's reaction, if the reveal was going to be that Chadwick didn't cut her credit cards and somehow Hiram did. Hiram's the most powerful in all the land. I mean, they, that's the thing. They treat him as if he has infinite power, but if he has infinite power, the things he's doing make no... This is like if Thanos ro- like rolled into town and then then specifically destroyed Fargo. Like, and then it was like, good, I'm done. He sn- he snapped his finger. Ha- Just a Fargo. Yeah, he snapped his finger, finger and Fargo disappears. And he's like, cool, I'm out. And you're like, wait, we've been chasing you for like... So many movies. Wait, what? And not even the people in Fargo. Just the, the just like the all the town, all the infrastructure, the infrastructure in Fargo. He just snapped his finger and <laughs> and like all the piping and buildings. And it's just Minnesotans sitting on the ground, being like, "Why is this so what? what? Why is it so cold?" Oh. And then he's like, hmm, "I did it in the middle of winter on purpose." <laughs> ha. Anyway, goodbye. Balance has been restored. And then he leaves. Everyone's like, "Wait, what?" And the thing huh? is, Hiram having infinite power when they were teenagers was kind of fine because teenagers have a skewed view of the world. Yeah. But, like, they're adults now. Like, he's doing things. It's just, they have, I like, I, I, and here's like, I get it. There's, the, a lot of the things that they're actually dealing with are things that are, like, you know, you see societal uh, stuff of people being fall, falling through the cracks. There's towns that don't have clean drinking water. There's all these things in there. But those are a wrapping up of societal issues and deep-seated things, not one person being able to, like, puppet like, string. And, like, in some ways, it offensively simplifies the issues that all you need to do <laughs> is find the Hiram Lodge and, like, punch him a bunch, and then society is fixed. Yeah, you don't... Yeah, your town doesn't have clean drinking water, hasn't had it for years. Find the Hiram Lodge, get him out of there! Yeah, just punch him! Get a strong boy with a bat! <laughs> Especially considering how this episode ended with Hiram being stripped of all his power. Riverdale does not realize that. <laughs> Is he the governor? Do we miss something? 
So if you have opinions about whether or not Hiram is the governor, please tell us. We're on social media, Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA on Instagram, on Twitter, and at gmail.com. And give us your ratings and reviews and subscriptions. Let us know that you like to look at Riverdale through logical, pragmatic lenses, and your ratings, reviews, subscriptions do that. Apple Podcasts or your podcaster of choice. Uh, you can also check out uh, my book series. I have Endless Hunger, a cyberpunk fantasy, and I have All Gods Fall, an epic fantasy adventure through uh, mystifying and wild lands. Uh, both of them can be available from my website, kevinweirdbooks.com. Or you can check me out on aflimsyplan.com if you want to know about how I spent my Valentine's Day alone or what books I read in January. And I think that's all the plugs, so we will see you next week. Yeah. Who is driving the skeleton truck? What is Hiram hoping to achieve? How many ways can we ask the same questions? For answers to all this and more, join us next week on Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast?